passion, innovation, X factor, enthusiasm, and leadership in education. That's what the Pixel Classroom Podcast is all about. I'm your host, Ryan Reed, business technology teacher. And you can listen to the Pixel Classroom Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And we are now on Amazon Podcast. So you can also copy the RSS feed right to your computer for easy listening. And if you'd like to hear, please think of subscribing to the podcast and please leave us a review or a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. So welcome to episode 28, guys, for September 2020, or should I say episode two of season two. And today on the Pixel Classroom Podcast, I have a great guest star for our first guest of the second season. We uh, tried doing last uh, last season, and unfortunately we had some circumstance comes up, but he is currently an elementary teacher. He's a 3D printer and steam enthusiast. He believes in technology for everyone. We were having a great conversation about tech just before we kicked off recording here. I like the way... Welcome, Jesus Herta, to the Pixel Classroom Podcast. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Ryan. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, this is something like long time coming. We talked about it and then bounced back and forth. And like you said, some circumstances came up. But you know what? I'm, gl- I'm glad to be here. Um, huge fan of your work, everything you're doing. You. Um, you're, the, the, you're the Perler master. Um, anytime <laughs> I see your, your Perler game, it makes me mad. <laughs> I, I, that, this is funny now many of you know and i mean people who have listened to this know about my my hobbies and i have the kids i'm working on something so you know we'll talk a little bit about what jesus has got for his 3d printers with his student there's something i'm kind of playing with my perler beads for my students i'll talk about a little later on but um i recently just um did a Met psycho fox though for game for game enthusiasts they know like jesus is even shaking his head yes he knows who i'm are talking you talking about, about psycho fox from the master system yes that's it. So, so no, hey, those are, no, those we are separated. Were we separated at first? <laughs> who knows that? Psych- you said Psycho Fox. I'm like, I said Psycho Fox. Sega <laughs> wow. Master System, which was, as they say, the precursor. It was, as they say, um, so anybody, we'll just do this here because this actually goes in the pixels here. But um, so Psycho Fox <laughs> was this game that was released on the old Sega Master System. Now, many people are like, oh, yeah, it was before the Sega Genesis. I know what you're talking about, Ryan. But it was kind of the post. Um, Alex Kidd, many people know Alex Kidd, which was one of the yeah. big hit Japan, big pit in the U.S. with Sega. So Psycho Fox uh, was brought out, and it was like kind of the precursor to Sonic the Hedgehog, but it was about this character named Psycho Fox. And before you think, Psycho Fox, he was crazy. No, it was more of the Zen deity, which is what led to the name Psycho. And he basically is trying to free his, his land from a person called Mad Fox. And it's a little adventure. It's kind of like Mario meets Sonic. There's punching. There's items. He can change himself into a tiger, a, a, a hippo, and a monkey. He has a little bird called Birdfly. He can throw around, like as I call it, the original toad. The original toad. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you, not even as an educator, Ryan. Right? My respect for you as a man, a person has jumped like 20 tiers. Like, wait, what? That that was my first video game system. Um, just you know side note we didn't grow up with much and uh, my sister and i have an older sister and older brother about six and eight years older than me mm-hmm. so they were already working in high school to help you know because my dad wasn't around that's another story um right. that was his decision not to be around so we wanted the master system because it, it came with double dragon yeah and that was the one that was two players and this master system came with two controllers we had the 3D glasses, the light gun. Um, Psycho Fox is one that I played a lot later, like through emulators and all that. Mm-hmm. But it was one that I had seen at the store. So I'm like, oh, that looks... I mean, back then, you didn't have internet. So you, lo- you looked at the box and at the back. You're yeah. Like, yes. Let me make a decision by just looking at 
And, 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 and another thing with Psycho Fox, Psycho Fox was really considered the, the sleeper hit of the Master System before the Sega Genesis came out here. And I was a big Nintendo game, but a friend of mine had the Sega. And I actually played, you know, Psycho Fox like twice. And the first time I played it on my own, I made it the World 3, and my friend played it. We got through Mad Fox, um, Game Pro Magazine. There was actually a comic strip where a character was in Mad Fox. So I, I, I love the character of Psycho Fox. And believe it or not, yeah. I've been disappointed they've never tried relaunching him like, unlike all the other characters in Steam. I'm talking about the game system scene or even like you know the various classic games of sega well alex kid you you, you mentioned that they're they're uh re-releasing alex kid like yeah now that i do i'm aware of yeah that one looks cool but psycho fox that's man you just you went deep with that one i'm like whoa <laughs> next thing you tell me you played crystalis on the on the nes that was a oh, crystal yeah, well I, I mine i played crystal castles i was the original oh. ball guy you know with benny the bear you know i had the ball you know centipede i got really good at centipede but like crystal fox which was funny i was like i was when the game came out i was five I officially just turned five because it came out in um march of 83 yeah and my cousin, I was a big game guy, which was funny here, but I got in there and he was having the worst time. He was like 12 years older than me. So I got in there. I'm like, <laughs> like oh, Jimmy, jump. And he's looking, and people are looking. And I remember people, we were at like a kind of restaurant bar. And I remember them going, boy, that kid is just whooping that kid's other kid's butt. And he looks like 10 years younger than him. And I think my cousin heard it and kind of did this look. <laughs> And well, actually, we can bring that into later on with the Steam talk, actually, with the yeah. controllers, because actually that works into it. So there's our little trap down memory lane oh. here. So uh, on that note, Jesus, as we go through my history of video games, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? Because first of all, great great having you here, finally. So why don't you give us a little background about your career in education? So, me, let's see, this is my seventh year teaching. I've always, well, first year I taught, you know, math because they wanted me to try that because I have a math background, but I'm originally multiple subject, you know, in my credentials and everything. Um, so what can I say? I've been teaching seven years, mainly fifth grade, couple of years, sixth grade, this year, sixth grade also. Um, I'll mention it later again. The kids I have now were with me last year, fifth grade. They looped with me. Huge believer in technology because we'll look at where we're at right now. Um, Oh, yes. <laughs> but on top of that, I'm a huge believer in technology for everyone. Um, not, not that it's just for, you know, well-to-do families, well-to-do kids. I mean, where I'm at, if you look up Imperial Valley, um, it's, it's one of those areas that's in the top, you know, 10, top five of, like, unemployment, socioeconomically impacted, things like that. Um, but for me, that doesn't matter. Um, so that's, the, that's, like, my message. And I tell my students all the time, doesn't matter where you're from. I'm going to throw it at you. and I'm going to help you learn it. If you love it, I want you to chase that passion. And especially with the girls, I'm like, no, because we need to stop saying, oh, look who compiled all this code, a woman. Uh, who, right. Look who designed this prosthetic, a woman. Why should I have to say woman? Why? Like, that's a, like, like, like that matters? No. You know what? That person did this. Exactly. This amazing educator, engineer, scientist did it. And eventually hopefully it's an afterthought that you know whatever their gender is but yeah i've been teaching uh seven years um when everything happened with the pandemic i kind of took a step back from from conferences and presenting um not that i don't like it it's just i think it's difficult for me to show what i do in the class without having you have it in your hands but i'm i have a couple ideas on how to do it now so i'm going to start going out there and try to present more 2019 i was the q uh leroy Funko fellow Yep. Um, they have that every year. It's like a Shark Tank type of um, contest. 
it was my second time entering. The first time I entered, I used um, Bloxel, the video game app. Um, the kids can make video games on their own. Um, made it to the finals, didn't win. Asked if I could enter again a couple of years later. They said, yeah. And um, with 3D printing, a project that I had with low-cost printers that the kids would assemble, which I'm going to talk about later on, um, they found a design for prosthetic, 3D printed themselves. I didn't help them. They sliced it, printed it, removed it, assembled nuts and bolts, tied the bands, everything you needed, and I have a working prosthetic built by 10-year-olds, you know? Wow. Um, and that won me that award, and that allowed me to go to ISTE for the first time in Philadelphia. Um, brought my wife with me, we tagged along, it was awesome. And I'm here now, and during the pandemic, I have crazy ideas because I know right now school's not what it should be, but it doesn't mean it has to stay like this. So I guess that's kind of how I see things, so. Yeah, and I think that's a great, and that's a great point too. It's like me too, you know. Me, I, I, I've always said, you know, they always joke, you know, they joke with me like, "You got a doctor in technology, you're an expert," and I'm like, "No, I'm an expert on professional development. I use technology in huge things." But you know, I had to relearn like everybody else, and I actually had a coworker of mine ask me today, saying, "You know, do you find that overbell?" I said, "Yeah, grading can be overbell," but I said at the same time, as a lot of us, it's exciting because I get to do something new. I get to finally elevate my classrooms to some new things I've never had to try to do. One thing that was huge was my marketing class this year because we like to do a lot of hands-on. We like to do everything. But here it's like we can't literally be hands-on. So, you know, I've yeah. been teaching them how to digitally present, which a lot of marketers are doing. I brought an old friend in as a, a speaker through Zoom. And, you know, she was talking when she was talking to them. They were just doing an elevator pitch, you know, for fun, pick their subject. And she she got done talking. She went, I'm amazed. She said, I was expecting you guys to have nothing. And you guys actually have something, even if you don't have like a lot of, she was able to get device to. And when we were listening to their final presentation, which is the next class, they all did zoom. And I had my career counselor on there too, listening to him. He said, this has gone better than you've had in the last three years. I said, I know. And you know, I, and I'll throw a shout out to my class here because some of them are, you know, you know, go, you know, they'll, as they say, you'll go to the next level. And there's some like, well, I'll get this assignment. I think I can do it. And there's some that are absolutely home. So, you know, they're trying to go through the circumstances, everything, but you know, it, it's been a nice way to actually see where that's put them. And they're kind of realizing in the world they are in now, if some of them, I have two that are interested in going market, I have one that's thinking of going into, um, definitely accounting and this is how it's going to work you know it's trying to teach them like you're going to be thrown into things you've never used you're using tools you've never used before and you're presenting different i mean i was also talking to a co-worker of mine a student of mine too and he's been working they've been shut down every two weeks because somebody gets tested positive i mean he's yeah. here and he's to the point to where I'm going he's like you know i think i'll have to quit my job there mr reed and i said why he's like well they keep getting shut down I'm like but how are you going to avoid it? Where are you going to go where that might not yeah. happen? I mean, we, we, we always worry about that here at the school that we'll all go back to remote learning. So this hybrid, and he looked at me like, you have a point there. I'm like, you know, you got to deal with the circumstances, you know? Yeah. yeah. If it's safe enough for hybrid, you know, you're going to go and roll with the punches. Um, if your area is not ready, then yeah, I, I totally agree. Stay at home. Like we're a hotspot in California. Like right. The governor name dropped us kind of thing. So it, you know, we're, we're not anywhere near, being you know ready to go into the hybrid model um my kids my students keep asking me when we're gonna go back i'm like and they answer themselves they're like oh well, it's not safe yet right but you know what you were saying right now about you know sharing marketing with them you know what 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 grade do you teach again i teach high school high school so i mean you're, you're showing it to them then then right now um you know you know ninth tenth eleventh twelfth grade you're, you're sparking a passion that they didn't know about, 
And if they like it now and they can see themselves like they're doing it and they don't even think it's work. That's what we tell kids. You know, you want to find that thing that you wake up like, all right, I'm going to go blank. I'm going to go teach. I'm going to go be a paramedic. I'm going to go change lives. I'm going to, you know, go run this city. I'm a mayor now. We want them to have that passion because what do they say? If it's a passion, you're never going to work a day in your life. It's no, like that's you, exactly you, get, that, you get that money and you're like, no, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this. Um, you know, I love teaching. This is my passion. Yes, I mean, I, I want to see that paycheck all the time, but <laughs> you know what? It's it, it gets me out of bed. And, and that's why I cast such a wide net, even though, and just side note, um, you know, I'm going to talk about what we do in the class, but I'm a multi-subject classroom. I, you know, I, I hit all the subjects, English, history, social studies, science, you name it, math. Um, but that doesn't stop me from sharing those things with them because, you know, w- what's one of the big things right now? Drones. Every, yeah. every place is starting to start to use drones. Amazon is close to, you know, having drones being used for deliveries. And Walmart so, actually helped them break that banner because Walmart is now doing that. So once that happened and considering the circumstances, they find, yeah. you know, everything was like, oh, you know, we can't have drones flying around where it's like, there's a small town, you know, it's, it's 10 minutes from where I grew up. And I, you know, I only live a half an hour from where I grew up with uneven. They have a small town mom pop pizza place and they delivered pizzas with drones for the last three years. And they have been doing it more regularly since they, you know, they themselves got shut down back in April, but it's like, they were ahead of the game. Yeah. And that's what, you, that's what I want to do. I want to be ahead of the game. I want these kids to see, you know what I don't, and, and this is not a knock on anything in retail, but you know, if if they they dream of owning like these vehicles, like I want to have a Tesla, I want to mm-hmm. own a two-story home, you know, I want to live in this city. I tell them it's it's education, and I also tell them, look, college is one path. There's you know you can go and learn a trade, you know you can go to a technical school. There's different ways I go, but you're not gonna stop earning money unless you stop learning. Exactly. And you have to keep educating yourself. I go, and even then I go, if you decide to have a business, say you're handy with, you know, tools and you're a mechanic and you work on special engines, great. But take some college classes on business so you can be even better at running your shop. And they see the connection. Like, okay, well, maybe I don't need my bachelor's because I went to this technical school, but I should still learn. And I tell them, once you start taking some of those classes, are you going to be like, you know what? I want to see this too because I'm learning so much and my, my business is improving. I go, you're going to want that degree, I go. So sometimes when they talk about not going to college, I tell them, well, you know, there's this, but look how college can help you. It, it, it's like an additional layer to who you're going to be and it's going to make you that much more valuable and much, much, that much better at what you're doing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's I, I, you know, Kudos to you, props to you, because you're sharing something like that. I, I would have never thought of marketing. Like, hey, let me share marketing. That's a, to me, it sounds interesting, you know? Yeah. So, and, and it is really interesting. Like, I, and I've had to relearn it. I mean, my background was in theater. And one thing you learn is any kind of theater major, you learn marketing. You have to market yourself. You have to get promotions. <laughs> I think I did more marketing. I mean, I kind of almost had a business minor because I did so much of it. I was missing two classes, which were accounting and a, a type of uh, business law. And I just did, I didn't take those because it was just like, well, two more. And I was at the point I wanted to graduate. But, you know, a lot of them always like, wow, you just think of everything with marketing or you're always relearning more on marketing. It's like, well, that's what I did for most. Like, then I worked in healthcare and food services. You had a market. You had a 
why does why do you want that coffee? Why should I not go run and get a more you know that same cross at the local Starbucks? Why do I want to go here at the hospital when I'm volunteering and spend six bucks when I rather just volunteer my time and then run the Dunkin' Donuts on my way back there? And it was marketing like you got to have as they say good product and you know Mark Cuban said it best: know your business better than anyone else. If you can't, time to get out. Yep, that's beautifully said, right there. Perfect. Yeah. And I, and I think that's interesting, you know, me, me being a former STEAM uh, enrichment teacher in my previous school, and I've always been trying to put STEAM and STEM, and in fact, I've, I think I've ordered more STEM books in the last three weeks, and my credit card is going to pay for me for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's really interesting, you know, Jesus, you have a lot of passions using technology with students, but um, how do you bring that with the, the uh, to the classroom through the STEAM and your 3D printing? Because you were talking about how you put in all that and, and bringing that into all the multiple subjects. So how, how do you go about that with the, you know, the science, technology, and the art? as well as the 3D print, especially 3D printing? It, it just depends on what we're working on. Um, so, like, for examples, uh, for example, for example, so there, there's no <laughs> English right there, right? Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Palmer's not here. We're fine. <laughs> I was, in my mind, I was thinking I have some examples, but then I was like, oh, for example, so then there you go. Um, like with 3D printing, um, if I throw it on as, like, an enrichment, like, at the tail end of something, it always gets some pumped up to finish that assignment and then get to it. Um, like one of them that we were doing right before the pandemic um, ended. Um, so we have ELD out here in California. That's English language development. Kids will be tested. And then, I mean, I don't agree with it. I, Cause then the kids know who's high and who's low. Right. Um, so I had the low group this year um, because my partner teacher, well, last year, sorry, last year, this, this happened last year, so back in March. Um, so I had the low group. I'm throwing air quotes on that. Because when I share what they did, you're not gonna think they're so low. But she told me, you know, can 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 I have the high group? Because last year I had the low group, and we kind of switched. And I'm like, yeah, to me it didn't matter. I don't care who I have. Not that I don't care. It's just they're they're gonna they're gonna do what I ask them to do. I know I know they want to. Um, and just a little side note: first day that we did the switch, the kids from the other class come over and they're lined up and they kind of have like a look on their face, like ELD. I do ELD. I'm like, are right, you guys ready? I'm like, why do you guys look so down? Well, it's because, and I, I've shared the story before on another podcast, but it, it's a story I like because they're like, no, we're not going to do any of the cool stuff. Oh, you don't want to. They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, you're already saying no. If you don't want me to, we don't have to. Like, I can do something like worksheet. No, 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 no. I'm like, okay, well, then I go, who said no? I go, I didn't. I go, but understand something. I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to push you. So you walk into this classroom, I have expectations. I don't care what we're talking about, ELD, science, whatever it is. You're coming in here, be ready. Because I'm going to challenge you. You're going to learn some things that I'm not going to learn anywhere else. And they were like, yes, let's do this. So one of the things that they did right before we were trying to get done is I asked them to come up with a skip. But the catch is they had to find or design a mask that would be 3D printed, and they had to wear it while you know reciting their skits so it's like play right ah so they were like oh this is awesome all right what do we i go well, we can talk about whatever you want they're like oh well, what if we talk about things like like a psa somebody said psa this is an eld kid and i'm wow. like sure and somebody goes what is that and they're like oh is that those commercials where they teach you like right from wrong and so they started talking i just took a step back i'm like i can go grab coffee right now they're, they'll figure this out for me <laughs> and so we came up with a list, you know, um, you know, depression, um, you know, um, you know, not no smoking, things like that. And I put a list and I go, look, you know, 
there's like 12 things here. There's 12 of you. I'm not going to make you pick one. You know, there, I, go, I can only have two repeats. Okay, so if two groups pick the same thing, I can't have a third one pick something. No, they were like, no, no, what do we do? We'll, we'll figure it out where all of us do a different thing. Perfect. So I had 3D printed, of course, I didn't, I had to 3D print it, some calipers so I could measure their faces. And there's actually a picture, one of the last pictures I took in the classroom where I'm measuring the student and she's looking up smiling. It's like, she's so happy because they had already finished their, their script. So I was ready to measure. She had her, her model selected. So she was like, all right, I'm like, I'm going to leave it printing overnight. It'll be ready tomorrow. You guys will be ready to go tomorrow. Guess what? We close the next day. And the excitement came from, hey, you guys are going to have this mask. But then it, from there, it just, everything seemed more exciting to them. But then again, it wasn't your typical assignment. And see, for ELD, they have to develop language skill. How do we develop it the best way? They got to speak. How are they going to pronounce better? They got to speak. I made sure to partner them up, you know, with someone about their level, maybe a little bit higher, you know, something like that. But then when they were done, they did the editing process and they shared it with someone else. And I tried to make sure that I had them go with someone that I could see maybe a little bit higher than both of them, or at least one little bit higher. And again, th those teaching strategies, pedagogy, all that's built in, but it's a project, project-based learning. That, that's how I hit all these different subjects at the same time using technology. Um, but they were like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Another one that we did with 3D printing was, um, I wanted them to know more about the state. So I said, pick a state. All right. I, or, and the ones that couldn't, I said, okay, you can't pick. You can't decide. I'll just pull a name for you. All right. Find a famous monument there. What's a monument? So then we talked about what are monuments. Oh, okay. I know what that is. Now it makes sense. So they went into Tinkercad, which is a design program for 3D printing. And they recreated the Hollywood sign. And I shared it on Twitter. Um, the Lean Tower of Pisa. Somebody said they could go international and say, yeah, why not? That one, they, they asked and the class didn't mind. I, usually I'll ask the class, do you guys mind? This person's gonna kind of, kind of go off the reservation. Um, but we had like the Eiffel Tower. Um, everybody else did stuff around, you know, California and, and I mean, I mean, around the US. So they had to do research on the state. Tell me, you know, the, la the latest population numbers. Um, what was special about it? When did it, you know, become established? The state was the capital, things like that, like information we want them to learn. And they were just typing, eating it up because they wanted to get to the build part. But they already know they can't turn in garbage with me. So their presentation looks awesome. Go practice it. They go up, don't have to look behind them. Some do, but most of them didn't. And now it went from, see, they thought, oh, I, I need to get there. So they want to get there fast. The first time they try to get there fast, that's when I put the brakes and look, you can't turn in garbage just to get to the fun thing. But to see them developing their slideshows, they're laughing, talking about it. That's what I, I threw the, the hook way out there. Yeah. They chased it and they didn't know they were having fun swimming to get to the, to the bait. And that, that's the thing. All these tools are not toys. You know, um, right here where I live, there, there's someone that's not in education. They wrote like an op-ed saying, you know, in the local paper or something. I, I can't remember what the website was saying. Oh, well, you know, if they have robots, they're just playing with robots. They're not doing anything. Sure. If I don't know what I'm doing, but if you come and ask me, and I'm, this is not trying to boast, but if you come ask me, hey, can you give me a lesson idea for using robotics? Sure. And if you tell me what subject, sure. I can try to come up with something. I, yeah, if, you, I if, you, if you ask me history with robotics, guess what? I'll give you one right now, Ryan. I just thought of it right now. Not bragging. You know what? To the kids, all right, go get a Spiro. Mm -hmm. You and your partner, research one president. I'm going to randomly pick a president for you. 
and you have to develop like paper mache kind of costume for Spiro, and it can't fall off. It has to be able to go with the robot as it spins, and we're going to do a parade in different classrooms, and oh, you're going to teach man. the younger grades about presidents using the robots. Oh, they, that 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 is absolutely awesome. I mean, I, that man, fantastic. I mean, I, I was like saying, I'm trying, trying to take notes here, <laughs> but you know, and, and, but it's it's true. The thing is, I understand that teachers can get overwhelmed because they're like, oh, I got to learn this new thing. But if we don't keep learning new tools, you know, if someone goes, well, I can never do that. Why? Because I've never learned robots. You got to learn the robots. You got to get them, play with them, let the kids mess with them. Eventually, everybody, every teacher has the same superpower, teacher vision. Yeah. If you put the right tool in front of them and the teacher gets comfortable enough with it, they'll say, I know how to parlay this into any subject. If you want to do art with spherules, grab, you know, water-based paint and tell them to grab, you know, the Spiro app, draw like a shape, go outside to a basketball court, make sure that they're okay with you getting a little bit of paint on it um, or out in the field, something like that. And just tell them, all right, put your robot on your sheet of paper, hit go after you draw or, you know, put a code, you know, block code of, of a specific or, you know, go crazy and see what you can do. And it'll run around and draw something. And then you throw up on the walls on your, like I, my classroom is a trailer. So I have a mm. lot of wall space on the side because there's no other trailer next to me. Um, there you go. Now I have artwork that's tech, that's related to technology. That's yeah. not my original idea. The, the, no, the no. And then a couple the, years the ago, is, yeah, a couple years ago when I was at my, at Jackson, uh, the, the one here in Hitar art and everything, we brought a Jones shoes to get a couple of Spiros and thing, and it got, it got funded and we just, the kids went crazy. And I, we, what was really cool is we were also teaching them how to clean things up. Cause we're like, okay, you know, we got the, they're like, what's well, on the Sphero. How do I get it? It's like, well, this is what I think. How do we just, Oh, we go ahead and rub that. Miss Wellen does it all the time. I said, exactly. But I said, how do I get, you know, the little rubber ball here, which we just used over the skin. How do you get that clean? They all look at me like, what, what do you mean? How do we get that clean? I'm not sure. I'm like, well, how would you get clean? I said, if you were in Miss Mandel's room right now, and they said, Oh, we probably let it soak a little bit and then probably squeegee. I'm like, well, let's do that. And they did that and they stuff, but they were just up. We were hanging all this graffiti yeah. art, like through the hallway. Awesome. And our kids would walk in that day, and I just remember so many of them just like looking like, whoa, they did that in Mr. Smanana's room, and Mr. Reed was there? Wow, what did they, how did they do that? And then, and I was teaching the steam enrichment um, when I got in our donor shoes for some more, and we had some um, Dash and Dotses. And what I did is I said, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. We only have so many iPads, and luckily we have six robots, and we were a smaller class that's that quarter, because we went by quarter. So I had only 12 kids that year. So I said, okay, we're gonna do a soccer team. They're like, well, how are we gonna do the soccer team? I said, I'm gonna let Miss Black do this because I know this is gonna turn into an argument. She was my TA and I, lo and I loved Valerie and she was just an awesome person. And I always said the secret of my success was Valerie. So I always compliment her, but we got the rooms together and then we picked up the teams. But they said, well, how are we gonna do the soccer team? And I said, well, I said, well, you know what? You guys are all love sports. Right now, think what is the best position I'll get the ball. Don't worry about the ball. I'll get the ball. You know how to code these now. You've played with Dash and Dot, and you've played with the Sphero, so you know how these all work. So we said, okay, we're going to go do that. So, you know, they got, they put the positions, and we threw the ball in. We'd ref, and we were, they were going fun. Well, the problem is we picked the hottest day to go outside. So the iPads all got overheated. And also, they're all turning like, it's overheated, Mr. It's overheated. And I went, well, guys, you know, we're going to call this, like, what? Rain delay. So let's all go back inside. <laughs> and we, we let the iPads close. We, we, luckily, there was no other classes. So we actually got in the hallway. And they're kind of like this free kind of reading time that they did before the end of the day. So we just put all the thing. We had the soccer game inside the main hall. And the kids were like, oh, oh, I hope blue team wins. Oh, oh, oh no, no, Barrick's over there. He knows how to play soccer. It was, it was a fun little thing. But we, yeah. 
one thing people have always said to me is like, you think on the fly, like I've had to learn to think on the fly for a long time. Even my current school, like, you know, I came in, I replaced, I was like, okay, I got to teach business here. I said, okay, I got these laptops. I got all this cool technology and half the time it never worked. Actually, it was more than half. That was like three fourths the time. And it was so spotty and everything else. And I spent two years trying to get new computers, but it was so funny as I started bringing my own stuff that I still had like my BB-8 and stuff. And I bring it in the schools, like in the morning I have BB-8 charge me and the kids just didn't know what to do. They're like, well, should we enjoy this? Well, you think, well, wait, he's, well, I don't know. I mean, he's got a robot here. And then I got little Ozobots. I got a grant for an Ozobot. Oh, it was awesome, yeah. So we did all, we just did the, I did program. I said, we're going to do robotics, guys. And I said, well, how's this going to work? Well, I said, well, I know we've tried to do Python. We've done our pieces and we've been doing, you know, um, code.org. So they learned the blocking code. I said, we're going to learn double code. We're going to learn color code. And you have to do sequence. Like, what do you got to do? It's like, you're going to make your own skins. You're going to put on these robots and you're going to make a story. And they looked at me like, we're going, how are we going to do that? I'm like, well, we're going to learn Google drawings. This is programming. I'm like, yeah. So color is code. This is programming. Let's go. And we spent a couple days. I did it. And they were just going, and I printed it out. And I said, okay, here's our materials. I brought all this tape, went to the dollar store. And also I did it. And my vice principal came in, saw everything. I said, wow, this is, this is different. He was like, he didn't know what to think. He's like, okay, this isn't like previous programming class. I said, well, now the kids have learned programming. Now they got to apply it. And I'm not talking about on a computer screen. I want them to physically apply it. And I think that was the one thing. And I had a lot of kids that were signing up programming for a couple of years because they said, well, we're going to get to the robots. I said, yeah, but as I said, guys, you got to walk before you run. If you can't yes. code a circle to change colors or a little character to walk a square and jump through a little portal on a Khan Academy or Tinker, that Korg, you're not going to be able to do this. So it, 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 and it was frustrating. I think a lot of those kids, like you said, they wanted to get to the end piece. Even now I still have kids that want to get to the end piece. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, you gotta learn the steps. And like right now we're ready to, I do multimedia. We've been using all the Google tools because of the remote learning, but now we're on to them making their own digital escape rooms. And I said, I never knew I could do this. I guess app smash. Like you're what? I'm like, you're app smashing. You're bringing more than one device to make a project. And all of them didn't even know they could do that. They're like, I think I didn't do this since Miss Murphy's class. And they went, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I think, I think Mr. Cusack was doing that. And I went, well, who do you think Mr. Cusack learned it from? <laughs> <laughs> it's like i trained him <laughs> uh humble brag we got a humble brag sometimes. humble brag here but a big call out to all those guys because they're, they're working their butts off they're also ap teachers and i know ap right now is a whole different universe right now for teachers oh, yeah. hybrid yeah. or remote so you know i'm going to throw props to them because i know they're working hard so getting away from our jesus and i's bragging here because this is the pixel <laughs> classroom podcast so let's put into our buddy x here which is of course the x factor which is that one true gift you bring to the classroom every day what do you think yours is hey what's your x factor i always say i'm a a crafter that's my expert i can craft lesson plans art mm. things and some days apparently i can train my dog to backflip but uh, you know i'm a crafter that's my expert you know what I, I think mine is it's not just my passion for technology it's just that i understood it um side note before i i, I studied education the, the reason i've been seven years teaching i'm 41 right now so that tells you i started in my 30s my career um, but when I was 18, I, you know, my junior year of high school, I had a math teacher ask me, Hey, you want to be my aide? And I thought, Oh, cool. I'll get out of class. Long story short, I helped the kids learn. And he was kind of watching me like he was taking a break, but he wasn't, he was observing me. And he told me one day, you know, have you ever thought about education? I thought, no, well, I'm going to be a teacher. I hate teaching. But I didn't hate what I was doing. I was like, wait, my I fall into the trap of, I hate teachers. No, I was like, wait a minute. I liked it. <laughs> 
But I left it once I transferred to San Diego State. There's a local campus here in the Valley. Um, and I just went off to, you know, work. And then I, I started studying game design. I, I didn't get into the coding part of it. The first part, which I liked, was just theory. Like, how do you make good games and all that? Right. But, I, but I've always been into technology. I, I, anytime I see something, I'm like, ooh. But what happened the last few years is now I see something and I'm like, how can I use that in the classroom? And for me, I think that's my X factor. If you told me, well, how would you use like a CNC machine? Perfect. I would, same way I use it with 3D printing. It's, to me, it's another form of like using something to fabricate. You know, when you're 3D printing, basically, you know, you're, you're fabricating. Right. But like I have, I have a couple of Quest headsets that were, um, that were donated. Um, that was awesome. The donors choose. And for me, when the kids are done with the work, you know, at the end of the day, when we were in class before the pandemic, um, we would have what's called options. And they could explore anything I already introduced, whether it was music design through like Soundtrap, um, if they wanted to build with, um, I had these blocks called, um, oh, what are they called? Oh, my brain froze. Um, oh, cub Cubics? They were like what they look like like um I can't even think of the game Jenga they look like Jenga oh before. yeah I know what you're talking about I just can't think of that like hey I think I'm trying to remember but yeah so they had all those options and like even with VR you might say well how how could they use VR it's only games well that's where you have to and that's where you got to put in the time and then I put in time but then my son he's huge into technology he's a better video editor than me and I'm I'm all right I'm nice but he's and he's 13 so. Um, I always brag about him, but I will go and spend the time with it. Now, if you ask me, well, oh, they can't use a VR. Yeah. You have tilt brush, you have sculptor mm -hmm. VR, you can sculpt something and then take it on 3d print it. And then there's another one. There's others too that I have, but the other one that I love, it's called, um, it's called, uh, what's it called? Imagine Imagineer. Oh yes. And I have seen Imagineer. Yes the Rube Goldberg machine maker. So you yeah. can design like a Rube Goldberg machine and it has an awesome tutorial for you to understand. And the physics are phenomenal. But for me, that's my X factor. If, if I see something, I'm like, how would I use that to teach? But see, it goes beyond that. Like right now when I, you know, it's not bragging, but the, the whole thing with the robots, yeah, I thought about it right now on the spot, but it's just, that's my, my skill. That's my talent because I've put in the time. Can someone else do the same thing? Sure. Now, Maybe they didn't have a passion for technology growing up. Okay, but they can still put in the time. But more than anything, I think be open to ideas like that. Like if somebody heard that, they might go, oh, that's awesome. But I feel like some educators might go, well, no, what if the kids break a robot? Look, look, you're worrying about the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. If my biggest advice, and I, and I worked with some um, um, student teachers over the summer, I told them, if your lesson plan has you fallen asleep before you even step in the classroom, throw it away. <laughs> yeah, your, I will agree your with that. Kid, your kids will not be hip to it. And that's the other reason I bring in that special power, my, my Wolverine power, you know, X-Men, X, um, <laughs> is that because when the kids, and they're always like, what's next? What's the new thing? What do you got for us next? And I'm like, well, hold on. I got this down the road or whatever. And so I don't introduce everything right away. But once I do, you know, for me, it's like they get to see it and they kind of play with it and they learn what it is and how, you know, how it handles, depending on what it is. So then when I say, oh, you know, you're going to do a project on blank and it's an academic thing, 
but you're going to use this to design something for it. Or you're going to do a presentation at the end, you're going to cre recreate your building or you're going to, you know, create a stencil and 3D print it and then make a poster, like a movie poster for this famous person that, you know, you already did a presentation on and it's going to be behind you or we're going to put it up on the wall and make like a little art display. To me, that's the part that really like impacts me. They're like, ooh, I want to do that. So that's the other reason that I'm like, okay, I got to introduce all these things because otherwise they're just going to be like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, right. yeah. And then I agree. I mean, I, today, I, one thing I do, uh, if you've ever seen Tony Vincent, he's did the, the sticky notes pieces and the stickers and the kids love doing that. But I remember, you know, today I had two that printed them out and I had one that said, well, what do I do with this? And I said, you take it home. He's like, and I'm like, you can do whatever you want with it. I, I'm like, so I know it's a different, this year is different. I said, this used to be, they would love it. They would bring it to their teachers. They would take it home. Yeah. They would use it for bookmark. They would use it for scheduling. And they'd be in. I had a couple students here. They were in the other day because I have one that's working on a mural in my classroom. And she looked over and she's like, you still have it? Because uh, when I did marketing, our final project was they had, they had to take everything we took together, use blocks and make a video game. It's a little hard this year right now for us to do it. But she looked over. She's like, you still have that? I'm like, everybody loves that. I'm like, they love it. I love it. Tammy loves it. My assistant. And they're like, you're doing it. And she's like, oh, that was two years ago. I just did what I really love and enjoy. I'm like, and that's why it's here. And as you can see, it's going to, I'm like, she's a senior now. I said, this is part of your legacy. This is going to stay here. While I like that mural on the wall, that's going to stay there. I said, even if I don't stay here, though, everybody's like, what are you telling me? I said, no, I'm just giving you an example. If I don't stay here, it's just like these murals. These murals, because there's other murals around the room. They've been there for previous teachers. They're still there. They're 12 years old. I had a student who came and never knew me. He was a student there. He looked up, he said, oh, wow, that's still up there. I'm like, what, what year did you graduate? Like, oh, it was class of 2015. I'm like. It's like, and those were up before you. Yeah, they were. I thought they'd be gone by now. I'm like, nope. And I said, whoever painted those, I asked the art teacher, do you remember who painted it? I said, oh yeah, this student, they're, uh, they're a lawyer now and they did a thing. I'm like, did they, did they know those are still up there? And he looked at me, I don't know. So he, he was, luckily he knew him on Facebook. And he said, hey, did you know your murals are still up there? And he said, they are. <laughs> he, was, he was shocked. But, he's the, but you know, I, and he said, oh, by the way, the teacher in there now, Dr. Reed, he loves those murals. In fact, he's having some new ones added to it. And they went, really? They're like, what about Mr. Vossling? Well, he still works for the school district. He still likes looking at them. It's just, you know, it's not his room. And he just said, the room's going to be there longer than I am, is basically his excuse. Even though he's True. still in the school district, he's like, but that, that, that legacy of those kids is still there. So, yeah, see, and, and that's, that's the thing, you know. And, yeah, you just said something, the same thing. You know, my, my legacy is the impact I have on these kids. It, it's just going to keep going. And if I don't use that part of me, there's no point in me being in the classroom because that's the thing that I can bring in there. You know, someone else can bring in music, you know, their, their deep knowledge of history, like how it really impacts our world now, things like that. Those are the things that we have to use in the classroom. Not everybody has to be a technology person like me. No, but you need some technology. Just like I need to bring in some art and start understanding a little bit more art because the kids need some art. They need some music. They need some of everything. But that one passion that you have, if it's music, come in with a guitar and right. figure out how can I get all these kids playing music or how can I just blend it into everything and let them know, look, I had a music teacher that taught me everything else too, but they were like this awesome music teacher. Well, what grade was this? Fourth grade. Music only? No, but they were a music teacher. Like it'll, the kids should describe the teacher and confuse other people and be like, what? And that, would, that should spark interest in somebody wanting to visit that classroom.
Right. And that's exactly it too. I mean, some people always go to me. I remember I had a, I had a student came in with me and they went, yeah, we heard about you, Mr. Reed. I said, and what have you heard about? Like, you're very legit. I'm like, well, legit is in I know what I'm talking about or legit is in I'm kind of cool, but I still am like a normal teacher. And they said, kind of all of that. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> but it, it was really interesting because I one of my seniors just before, you know, just before the pandemic left and I luckily got to see her before she left, but she looked at me and she said, you know, I never knew what I was going to do when I came to your class because, you know, it was, a, it was consumer ed. It was a required course to take. But she said, you know, I realized you know what you're talking about. And the fact is, not only do you know what you're talking about, I had to live it now. So I really found that this class was very important. I even had a student, you know, he, he, he just wanted to get out of school. He was ready to done. He was, you know, whatever, you know, in time. And he had a job lined up, pandemic happened. And all of a sudden he realized he could not do because it was custodial work. And all of a sudden he realized, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I said, but you've got other options out there. You know how to do X, Y, and Z. He's like, I showed you how to do the resume. And he said, yeah, I can do the resume. Like, we'll send it out. And then you, you, you sent a message to me. And he ended up using my entrepreneurship because it was required for him to graduate. And he later on says, like, oh, yeah, that little electronical thing. I had a guy see me out of this at the one thing at the UPS that helped me get a job. And I said, then don't tell me you that don't tell me you didn't learn something from me. He's there like, you go. And he later said, no, I did learn something from me. And I said, yep, we had a fun couple of years. And it was, you know, as they say, it was the uphill battle. It wasn't always uphill battle. But at the same time, he walked out of there saying, I learned something. <laughs> so it, that's awesome. It, no, it, that's it's, awesome. it's very positive when you see that. I mean, and I always tell it, say, I, I said, even the kids I have the hardest time with, it's like, I never give up. Because I had one say, you don't like me. He's like, where have I ever said I don't like you? And they said, well, because of this one. I said, I said, no. I said, my patience has reached your limit today. Let's not be thinking about going to the office today. I said, where do I say I hate you in that course of the word? So it's always that. So yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. But yeah, that's um. There you go. The, the, those are our X factors right there. <laughs> I think that's amazing, and you definitely create that enthusiasm learning in the classroom. I mean, monuments, throwing in geography, having to research, doing the play, getting the 3D maths. I mean, like, whoa! I'm really thrown off. So you know, and, and speaking of all that, I think this is where we got a really good way to segue out of the out of our acronyms into you know the 3D printers, as we were just talking about this before we started really recording. But you know, you got your students 3D printers at home to build, and you were just telling me about the one you had to get fixed and they were surprised yeah. like so how did that all come about and really what does that look like especially I mean you're fully remote how how do you do a three you know a 3d printing at home especially even because people say all oh, the students will have good internet or they have a chromebook or an ipad but the, you know it's spotty at best here you have 3d printers <laughs> I mean that's, I wanna, that's something unheard of I want to say I who did I talk to about I think it's Jake Miller we talked about it one time when, when you have project-based learning it's controlled chaos Oh, yeah. um, and now I have control chaos in parents' homes because kids <laughs> are, are building these three printers. So, long story short, last year in November, about a year ago now, um, we had plans to put a, a, a printer farm, 30 printers in my classroom, you know, using gorilla racks, different things, so mm -hmm. we could have them in one area. Um, I had an idea. I was like, all right, I'll make it work. I'll figure it out. Um, but that was through our after school enrichment. And they, we're like, okay, so, you know, your kids will have access to it during the day. Can you teach them after school? I go, do you want better? My kids won't be allowed to join my special class after school because that will be for other kids from the school. So then we can spread the 3D printing even more. Perfect. They said, all right, order the printers, you know, great. They got here. Guess when they got here after the pandemic. But that, that, that switch had already been thrown. So 
we couldn't like say, well, let's cancel the order. Everything had been processed, you know, because it takes a while. We have to do paperwork, you know, funding, uh, okay, blah, blah, whatever that is. Okay, it happens. So in the summer, I was like, man, these printers are just going to sit there. We ain't going back anytime soon. I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? So I, I called the director and I go, hey, Brisa. She's awesome. Brisa, where's the price? Um, I told her, hey, um, hold on. I'm like, uh, you know, how long is it going to sit there? She goes, well, do we go back? She goes, it could be another year. Right. She goes, because we, we might not put them in your class if we have just hybrid through the end of the school year. So I'm like, I got an idea. And every time I say that, she's like, what? What is this, what is this time? I worked with her for a few summers already as, as a consultant. So I went full-time into that district. So this past summer was our full time, first time together that I was a teacher there. And as a, you know, and I helped her during the summer. Um, I said, what if we send them home? And I thought, man, she's going to laugh in my face or say, don't, don't, don't come around anymore. <laughs> I, she goes, I love it. She goes, wait, she goes, you have the same kids, right? They're, they're looping with you. And I had already confirmed that with my principal. By the way, Elvia Fuentes, uh, Kennedy Gardens Elementary, best principal ever, ever. She's all, super supportive. <laughs> so um, she, she but he said, like, okay, you know what? You have the same kids. It'll work. Let's figure it out. Long story short, um, Jasmine, Jasmine Romero, named up somebody else. She's um, like the right hand of the, of the director of, of ACES. Um, and so she, you know, cleaned them up, made sure everybody had masks. We scheduled them every like 20, 30 minutes. Nobody ever bumped into other, you know, parents. They picked up a Ender's 3. And if you've ever built a 3D printer, it's not the easiest one, but no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the one that was the least expensive. Um, I, we just completed them today. Wow. Like the parents are going to send me pictures. They're, they connected all the cables, the XYZ, the extruder cable. Mm -hmm. um, I still need to teach them Monday, Tuesday around, you know, we'll see how that goes. I need to teach them how to balance the print area and run a test print and monitor and make sure everything works right. All right, cool. But yeah, it, it took two weeks. It, it's been two weeks. Um, this week, I couldn't meet with them Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I was busy. So I met with them a couple hours Monday. This is after school, though. I, I don't do it during my, my, my contract. I do it at, 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 after three o'clock. Um, but the kids show up. And what I'm doing is if they can't make it, I've recorded it and I upload it and I have kids come back and go, oh, I wasn't here yesterday. We had a family emergency, but I'm caught up. And I'm like, awesome. I had one that the parents thought they would have to pay for something. So I, you know, I spoke to them and kind of explained it. And they picked it up on Friday, last Friday. A week, we were already a week into bed. I thought, well, let's see what happens. Maybe this kid will just watch the videos and go along with it. The dad watched the videos with her. Then follow the instructions, probably watch some videos. They're already 3D printing. I, have, I actually asked wow. him, he hasn't answered me. I'm like, what are you using to slice? Because he sent me some keychains they've made. I'm like, this is awesome. And this is a girl that, you know what? She's one of the more quiet ones. She opened up last year, but for the beginning, no, she was super quiet. And she would tell me, I, I, I'm afraid of my teachers because I just felt like teachers are mean. And now she's like, I love teachers. She goes, you changed my mind. And she went and ran with this printing thing. And I have 30 students, let's say 24 of them have printers. And yeah, there, there's been bumps in the road. Um, one of them, there's a switch that fell off. I can probably solder it back on. I'm going to take a look at it. But mm -hmm. you know, the little girl was crying, told mom, I ruined it. I can't get another one. I'm like, well, we have extras. Can everybody wanted one? But I thought, you know what? She was close to the end. Why make her do all that work again? 
So I said, look, I have extras here. I have my personal ones. Look, I'll fix this one. I'll have it here running or we'll trade it out later. I cleaned it, wore a mask. We met up somewhere. Boom. I just gave her the printer. And I was like, she was like uh, blown away because she thought, well, that's it. And I was like, no, it has to be for everybody. And I was like, I'm going to make sure that if she wants one, she's going to have it. Um, another one, switch. Uh, uh, there's a part. There's a step. And that, that, that's something that I'm like, okay, I need to focus on that if I ever teach that to anybody else. Um, I told that, that student, okay, when I'm done with this one that I'm using to teach, you can have it because I'm not going to have room anyways. I, I will because I sent the other one out. But the kit that the little girl had, well, I brought it here so that it kind of replaced my person. And then I had another student that the mom's like, she wants to quit. She's crying. I go, look, talk to her. Have her watch the videos. I know she can do it. That's all I said in, in, a, in a text message. Next day, afternoon, uh, you know what? She's nice. She'll to the meeting. Does he have picture from mom? Completed printing. I was wow. like, wow. Um, one more. Um, today in the morning. Um, this day, today. She's like, you know what? Send me a private message in our Zoom session in the morning. She goes, I want to quit. I'm overwhelmed with all the little parts. I, I got lost. I'm confused. My parents are not sure how to help me. I, you know what? Can you just, can I go just drop it off? I said, can we meet afterwards? Some of the kids were sticking around because I think they want to be nosy. So I'm like, all right, we'll jump into a breakout room. And I said, well, what's wrong? She said, no. And she, she looked upset with herself. And I'm like, why? I go, have you ever built something like this? She goes, no. Okay. I go, how old are you? She goes, 10. I go, I know 30 year old men that can't do this. They can't. I'm not lying. I know some people that will put it together and they built a vacuum instead of a 3D printer. So <laughs> right. I said, do you want a printer in your, in your room? She goes, yes, I want to learn how to use it. She says, I, I, no, I go, just, that's the question. Don't worry about the build. She goes, yes. I go, okay, your mom, have her message me. We'll coordinate. Leave it how it is. Bring me everything. I'll build it for you. Because I can, I, honestly, I could do it like in an hour. Right. Where she's at, I probably need 20 minutes. And I'll have it ready. And I don't mind because I'm weird. Like, I love to build things. So I told her, look, what if I finish building it for you? I can't do it for all 30 because we'd be here forever. But right. that's why I was like, I'm going to save that offer for a couple that really need it. And she needed that. So she was like, oh, my God, yes, please. I'm like, okay. I go, but you have to be using it afterwards and learn how to run it. And she goes, yes, I will. I'm like, okay, deal. And she, she left that, that day. Today she left happy over the moon. Wow. So to me, the biggest thing is, where I live, there's no industry. So for me, I'm, I want to make education here, make every other place look bad. And I don't know anybody else that is sending out 3D printers. And that's not bragging. But you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not going to be like, well, I live in Imperial Valley. Nobody's ever heard of it. No, you know what? I know that if those kids had it, I can teach them how to build it. Today, I haven't shared it yet on Twitter because I, I am so on more pictures. But I'm going to share that. And guess what? I did not go to their houses and build it for them. These are kids that you would say are, you know, they're, they're free or reduced lunch, 100% at my school. Um, test scores are not the best. High EL population. But guess what? They know how to program robots. They know how to do green screen. They know how to edit an iMovie. Um, they built a 3D printer. They know how to print. They know how to design. So don't tell me that. And I tell them, don't tell me that you guys are not going to go far because where you're starting. That doesn't matter. I'm showing you the path. If you follow it, you're going to go somewhere where you will be happy. Right. And, and that's I, my message to my students. 
and you know like boy that's like mic drop right there because i mean that's absolutely amazing i mean because like i said i'm trying to do something right now with my perler beats is at the end of every semester my multimedia we always that's how it all accumulates they put together they create a pixel model using a sheets program they get the measurements right there and so forth because it was a ton of points so i was like well i want to build that I'm like that's eight grids they're like what do you mean that's eight grids i'm like that's eight squares that means you're going to be working on this for the next six classes, which means we're going to have to move it from your desk, put it back in storage. And then I cannot guarantee, even though I watched that somebody wasn't want to bump into it, whether it's the cleaning yeah. crew, you know, it's an accident or whatnot. I'm like, you want to get something that's no bigger than two grits and a couple things. And sometimes they, they overmeasure something. Sometimes they're like, this was bigger. And then, couple years ago it wasn't hard because there were smaller classes my multimedia yeah. classes now are much larger i mean i have one that's huge and i have one that's pretty medium size but if i look at my first year when we were doing it, there was there was 10 kids in the class and mostly were girls so and it was just amazing what they're building and you know it, it built height but i remember last year i had my one class was after the and i had to say like guys this is the cutout so you need to learn measurement and they looked at me like you're sounding like the math teacher I was like why you have to measure things you go do it at mr mccarty's class and that's engineering so why aren't you going to measure I'm like this is multimedia guys this is a form of 3d printing this is about area this is colors this is coding this is all that and i have to say it cut the time down and it was and it worked some money but they were just walking out of those classrooms and people were like whoa, whoa where did yeah, those come from i'm yeah. like and i had some kids like oh i made that when i was like eight years old and i'm like do you still find it cool? It's like, yeah, I think it's really cool because I didn't know I could do that at eight years old. But I said, exactly. I said, exactly. Yeah. It's 3D exactly. printing and stuff. And I'm working right now, my assistant's sorting things with the colors where I'm trying to do it to where they each have their own tube of a color and they're going to get their design. And then I'm going to put it in a bag with the grids, two grids at least, which would be perfect. And I'm going to be like, you have to do this. So like, what if I make it too big? Shrink it. Find a way to shrink yes. it. I don't have enough. I have mini beads, but those mini beads, if you don't have specific tweezers, you're going to be sitting here all day like, I don't have the patience for it. Like, say, don't worry. I sometimes will not have the patience for that. And sometimes I see people on Instagram, like, they build a regular one and they build the mini beads. I said, those mini beads take longer. It's the same amount of count, yes. but they're half the size. So yeah, if you got something that's the size of your hand, it's not going to be that big of me. But it, you know it, what? It's time the consuming. Is, yeah. But the biggest thing is, like, you're giving them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. okay they'll, they'll sink or swim but they're not going to sink because even if they don't reach the coast you know they you know i'm going to use a swimming analogy they can see it so now they know okay i can see it what can i do differently to get there what can i do differently uh, another example of the 3d print um over the summer i had a student the mom the grandma says um you know what if he wants to get one can you recommend one i go look the easiest one to build it's 400 she goes you know what that's that's fine perfect it's like two parts, two frames, blam, put them on top of each other and they're ready to go. Hold on. Give me a second. Sorry. Let me, I oh, do no, no problem. Um, and I told her, get that one. So when I announced, okay, you know, you guys each get a parent. He goes, oh, Miss Brooks, I'm not going to get one, right? I go, why? Because I already have one. I go, but did you get one for me? He goes, no. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, he was like, so happy. Um, I go, then you know what? No problem. Just pick it up and you get to build it. Okay, guess what? One of the, the switches is missing the red little clicker. So he's like, it's missing it. Um, what can I do? Uh, yada. I'm like, you know what? Don't worry. Go take it back. Let her know she'll mark it. I'll see if we can get a replacement part for it. You know, don't worry. We have like we had like another five extra, right? Right. And I told him, don't worry, just take it back. We'll figure it out. Call Jasmine. Hey, can you pick up one? 
yeah, I got extras. You know, some of the kids decided not to, parents never answered. Okay. He was so happy that he picked it up like after 12, sent me a text message at 8, 8, 8 p.m. around there. Grandma sent me a picture. Guess what? He had built it already. Wow. He just went and watched the videos and was like, I'm caught up to you guys. He did not wait and go, oh, you know what? And I, I think that's a misconception when, when you have kids that are not like at an affluent school think, well, are they going to break it? Look, I've had these printers for years. I've been printing for years. I've never had a kid break it. Right. And I'm not well to do schools. I'm at great schools. But when I say well to do, you know, I don't have the population that has money. Um, but look, I gave them the opportunity and they rose to it. They're not like, oh, what is, is this? How do you, like, what? No, they're not. You know, no, they just need the chance. That's what I'm telling them. I'm going to give you the opportunity. I'm going to teach you. But I always tell them, you step into this classroom. It's going to be totally different. But understand, you're going to be challenged with some things that you might be like, I don't know if I can do that. No, you're going to do it. Not because I'm being mean, but because I know you can. I, I believe in you guys. I haven't even met you, but I know what kids are capable of. And look, yeah. look what they did this year. Exactly. And I think that's the most evidence. And I mean, this is a grand example. You said it too, not to do the bragging, but I mean, right here, you're doing something no other school has really done. And you have schools. I mean, my niece, my niece goes to a much larger school. Yeah, they're all remote, but they've had the things where they have six 3D printers and stuff. And I don't even think even with that a classroom of 60, do anything close to what you're doing with your kids. We're both in the classroom when it does get to a face-to-face -face one versus now remotely where they're building them at home. They're building it. They're sharing you pictures. You know, you're showing them how to do minor, you know, how to do green screen, you know, using zoom or other things too. And I mean, I told the kids too, I would like to do more of the green screen. I have a plan though, but I said, it's not the plan I would like to, but I'm going to teach you video editing. I'm going to teach you story structure. So you know what? It's still going to be the lesson. Maybe it's more minute than we wanted it to be without the cool, you know, lint and the lights and, you know, telling people to be quiet on set and actually get this nice divider I got from a donor's choose, which reminds me I have to still build it. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, I'm like, you're going to come to this class, you're going to do things. I'm doing small claims court and I had tons of kids that looked at me like, when am I ever going to have to do something like that? I'm like, you don't, might not think it, but I was 16. I told them to start, I was 16 years old. I had to do it due to a bracelet I bought from a jeweler that broke for my mother. I also broke her out in a rash because he lied about out what it was would not give me a refund i had to go small claims court and then i had a situation a couple years ago that was done over the phone over an unemployment check between leaving jobs because somebody somebody on the phone decided to write down something that wasn't true and the judge had to listen and do it and i said he ruled in my favor and he did it in four minutes on the phone and i said that took months this wasn't like oh you go into court tomorrow I was like no this took months this was about yeah. presentation paperwork a lot of structure a lot of writing because i even told those kids too like i had to learn to write at 16 because my writing was horrible i could make stories but writing out words <laughs> me videotaping whole different story yeah but me typing it out back then at 16 or writing it by hand my handwriting is still bad i said you're gonna learn skills i want you to walk out this door more prepared but also the fact that maybe you can go do something different with your life that's really and, and so for. and I know we're close to the end, so I just want to say one more thing. Here's the thing now. Their confidence is through the roof because what's gonna be hard? They built a 3D printer at eleven years old. Exactly. I programmed robots at eleven years old. Well, I like I did a good job with it. Like Yeah. What else? What, 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 how else? I mean not now now they gotta find a new challenge. Right, think, exactly. I think I already showed them, look, you're capable of way more than you think. And I think that's the biggest thing when we are able to show them, 
you can do more than you think is possible. I told you about those students who had to think themselves. All of a sudden, they, oh yeah, I'm just gonna get, I'm finally gonna be out of high school, free of all this craziness, and just go get a job and be fine. Well, then we got a pandemic. And then you had to learn that I have to think different now. There's a different challenge now. Yeah. So it's like, there you go. But what is going to challenge you next? Is sometimes the challenges will be in front of you, and sometimes you don't see them coming. Exactly. Oh yeah. Perfect. Well, hey, this has been a fantastic time. I know we took so long to get to this. I think this was worth it <laughs> hugely. I mean, I think it worked out perfectly because today we talked about something that I've been thinking about doing something like this for a couple of years. And now right. I can say that we succeeded because um, mm-hmm. I, I inspected their printers virtually and they're ready to rock and roll next week. Start printing. Yep. And then now, like I said, as they say, on to the next challenge. I mean, they program and built the 3D during a pandemic. At their houses, at a border town. I mean, th- th- like I said, that's that's something incredible. I mean, that's a story we need to talk about. As as I said on the Teachers Deserve It podcast, I think your story right there is a huge one of uh, work you do for the kids and for other teachers too. So, I mean, hats off to my hats off to you, my friend, for doing that. So, thank you, thank you. And I want to thank Jesus so much for being on the Pixel Classroom podcast today. So, how can our listeners get a hold of you, Jesus? I mean, you're on social media a lot. I know that. <laughs> You know what? Um, I am on Twitter at JesusH1979. You know, I never do this, but you know what? If someone has a question and they're like, oh, I'm not on Twitter, here's my email address. Let's teach 1979 at gmail.com. That's my personal email. You can and I will pop that in the show notes too. So hey, get a hold of Jesus. I always tell people, yeah, like, you guys know, find me like, at Booper Films. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know, you know, how can I kind of like, if you want to figure out, you know, I want 15, 30, 40 printers. You know, I can get you in contact with, you know, the vendor we talked to. Um, I have a contact there. You know, I, I can help you along the way. And if you've never done 3D printing, you're like, I want to do that. I can teach you how to, you know, build one or how to 3D print. Um, and then that way you can share that with your students. So, yeah, there, that, there's a couple ways to, to get in contact with me. Oh, yes. And I think people need to get in contact with you. (laughs) And if you want to learn more about the Pixel Classroom podcast, please remember we are both on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And of course, now Amazon Podcasts. And you can copy our uh, feed right to your own device. If you'd like to hear more, uh, please think of subscribing and please leave us a review because we'd love to hear from you, especially if you like to hear us on a voicemail. Thank you again, listeners. And thank you again, Jesus, for being on the Pixel Classroom podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you.